Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, and welcome to Crime and Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend Ben Rubel. So, Brian, just he's like looking around, he goes to grab his his seven up and he's like ah i gotta save that yeah yeah save that so i let's start the show so i can drink <laughs> we have to start the show so go I ahead can brian drink. there you go man rock and roll uh, this dude. is for you everybody All every right. other wednesday this man and i bring you a true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures into law breaking we talk about people we talk about concerts now that got off the rails and every anytime that you got somebody who Played a song, played an instrument, wrote a song, wrote a music, and then went out and did some crime. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, we want to hear about, I want to hear about interesting people, some I've never heard about, a lot we've all heard about, and what they did behind the scenes in a nice timeline-given format. Absolutely. If you like that sort of thing, go to the Instagram. Stitcher actually is where you should go and share this with a friend, someone who likes true crime or someone who likes music or someone who was raised with, like, two stupid brothers who, like, aren't around them as much anymore and they want to have that conversation of guys like talking dumb uh check it out share it share with them that's what we do here i feel like brian was letting uh, letting us all into his personal life there a little bit no 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 no. but i've always kind of figured this Two show stupid is... brothers really brian here's the thing sorry when... sorry that's i i didn't write that that's brian wrote that sorry i, I did write that all the uh, help all the help that you give him and this is how he repays <laughs> you uh I've always kind of thought our target demo, like our persona, as you would say in in the tech world we're developing, is uh, a single lady who was raised with with brothers, and then like you know she moved off and did her own thing, and now she's out on her own and just misses those dumb conversations that her her younger or older brothers used to have around her. Like, uh, boys. My wife describes this podcast as when we before we were married, uh, Brian and I had a hot. We lived it together. Now we're roomies, and then we went to college. Okay, we lived together in college. Well, not really. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to college. 
it was then, about that time. And then I got married, and my wife would be in the house, and Brian and I would be sitting there watching TV or whatever dumb conversation we have. She'd be in the other room, and that's what she describes this podcast. She was like, it's back like when we all lived in the same house, and I just listened to you idiots talk in the other room. And, <laughs> and I didn't like it then that much. If but you, she's supportive. She's a, she's a, she's supportive. That's nice. All right. I, I like that. Well, all right. Well, if that's you guys, or if you like true crime or, or music, this is for you. And or music. Not just one or the other. That's true. Right. All right. This brings us up to Guess the Guest. This mm-hmm. is the section of the show where Ben doesn't know who we're going to talk about right now. So. I'm almost at 500. I'm at 7 and 8, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 7 out of 8. So that's pretty good, man. This week, coming to the stage... As Ben always gets distracted. It's all right. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to keep playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Why? All right. Uh, <clears throat> this uh, Again, I think you're going to be good on these. All right. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Is this MC Hammer? Dude, drop, oh, drop that zero and get with the hero. Donatello. All right. Stop. No, what? Collaborate and listen. I oh, Vanilla Ice. Hey! And hold on, it. hold on. I want to. I, I Van Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. I think Good I get a job. bonus half point for that for knowing you his real name. Certainly do. That's definitely worthy of. of uh, I'll give you the gong. There you go. You got the gong on that one. All right. It's a light gong, a small, <laughs> tiny gong. It was a light gong. We'll build up a, to a it. Mini but Rob gong. Van Winkle. I mean, dude, I, you drop drop the zero, get with the hero, go ninja, go ninja, go, and stop collaborating and listen. I can still. I still like that. I got to get That's my kids Vanilla on Ice, everybody. If you aren't familiar, it's Vanilla Ice. His name is Robert Matthew Van Winkle, born October 31st. He's a Halloween baby, 1967, possibly 68. Why? They don't know? Always said possibly 68. It's not like we didn't have pens and paper back then. What the hell? <laughs> We're not going to cut off his foot and count the rings. I mean, they just, look, dude. Maybe uh, we will. You know, he's somewhere, what, late 40s now? Yeah, he's, well. 51, maybe? Yeah, he's old. So, anyway, uh, he was born in Dallas, Texas. He's got a mom, Camilla Beth Dickerson, and his dad is unknown. Rob never met his dad. He doesn't know who he is, doesn't want to know who he is. Till to this day. Camilla doesn't know who he is. I mean, she might, but she hasn't said who he is. Hmm. Maybe so. she just doesn't know who he is. <laughs> might, might not know who he is. I've been there. Wow. No, you didn't know who the, the that's uh, that was a joke I used to try and pick up women on. Like, I'm a single father. Like, oh, what happened to the mother? Like, we don't know who the mother is. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know that. It's tragic. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> uh, Van Winkle was the last name of the guy his mom was married to at the time Rob was born. So, that's so he how knows that guy then. Rob Van Winkle, right. Like, yeah. I guess his stepdad. He took the stepdad's name. Took the stepdad's name. Uh, Rob grows up in Texas. And when he's four years old, his mom divorces Mr. Van Winkle, William. Mr. William Van Winkle. WW, we call him. Uh, Or Rip for short. Yeah, Rip is gone. Uh, They move to Miami. Okay. Going Florida, peninsula to peninsula, Texas to Florida. His mom, Camilla, meets a new guy. And I'd just like to shout out to Florida. We love you, Florida. (laughs) Florida Florida brings us so many stories, it's awesome. I, I At one point, I wanted to do a section of our show that just was dedicated to one story a week. Or, to, you know, every every episode we got one fresh story out of Florida. 
Um, which there's not a lack of. You're going to be happy with this episode, there's my friend. There's just not a lack of stories out of Florida. Just the crazy stuff that happens. I'll be halfway through an article. They haven't said what ha- they've said what happened, but not where it happened. And I'm like, it's going to be Florida. It's going to be Florida. Nailed it, Florida. Miami Dade County, Florida happened. Now we love that. I we can't do that episode. We can't do that segment though. You're familiar with the Florida Man Challenge? No. What? Well, hold on. What is it? It's the Florida Man Challenge. You go to Google. Now you're not supposed to do this for internet security, but you type in your birthday. You put Florida man and your birthday, and there's always some article that comes up on your birthday. <laughs> on your some birthday. Florida guy. I did it. I mean, I just did like my birthday month, and then Florida man, and it came up with everything. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. But we can't do that as so. a segment because after a while, it's 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 me. It feels like sad. we're beating up on yeah, Florida. Yeah, we don't want to do that, but we love no. Florida it's, it's and great. all the stories. So Camilla meets a guy. They move to Miami in Florida. Uh, he's a car salesman, and then Rob grows up there, basically. Okay. So. Rob's mom's a music teacher. Oh. Now, you would think that's where it all comes from, but nope. actually, from the age of eight, Rob is super hardcore into motocross racing. With motorcycle. Yeah, he still is. Uh, we'll get there. He starts doing competitions. He's doing good. Age 13, 14, though, he gets into hip-hop. Okay. He got a quote from Rob. It's a big passion of mine because I love poetry. I, I was just heavily influenced by the whole movement, and it molded me into who I am today. Poetry did? Well, hip-hop. Hip-hop The poetry of hip-hop. Okay. All right. Rob takes up breakdancing. Uh, and that's back when they had the cardboard box that laid out on the ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You would get, hopefully, somebody in your neighborhood bought a refrigerator, and you're like, can I have the, the box, please? And yeah. Like, just you spread it all out and slide around. Right. And he does breakdancing. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you, you want to break it down. In the hip-hop, there are three sort of main genres, if it were. It's breakdancing or b-boying, uh, the actual rapping in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And then graffiti. That's the third leg of this trifecta? Of hip-hop, yep. Uh, the, graffiti? The bu- graffiti, yeah. Artistic expression, man. That's what it was really big on. And so you're either rolling around on the sidewalk. Yep. Or you're singing into a mic. Spitting into a mic. Or you're, or you're spray-painting the side of a train car. Tagging buildings, yep. Some of that train car art is actually amazing. I'm like, my God. Well. I grew up next to the railroad tracks, and so, I mean, it was freight train. It wasn't, like, uh, passenger trains. That's what we've got down the road here. Yeah. Passenger trains go through at 80 miles an hour. I see no graffiti. And there's graffiti on a lot of the cars. A lot sure. of the, like, like the box cars and the and the tanker trucks and the... I think it's the, a raccoon! And, 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 you know, it's like... And every time one goes by, it just reminds me of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah, yeah. That opening where he's tagging and yeah. stuff like that. Well, and, and all their artwork was always, like, fresh. I just you know. always kind of wonder, like, who's Bumpy D? You know, <laughs> like I see these tags That's from somewhere around, and I'm maybe. like, who are you, bro, or broette? I don't, you know. Bumpy D may be listening, and he's so excited right now. Oh, shout out to Bumpy D! Give <laughs> us a hit, man. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Let me know you're out there. Show us some of your work. You Come know? on the show. Do a crime and music uh, tag. That'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll team not up that with we're, you. We're not encouraging people to go graffiti crime and music, but if you did, take a picture, send it to us. Let me know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick it out of my emails. <laughs> so uh, Rob's breakdancing, right? He's got the one thing. He's like, you know what? I, I love hip-hop. I, I feel the breakdancing style. So he starts doing the breakdancing, right? And he's practicing every day. And he's really, really good. So, well, he gets good because hard work pays off. And he gets good at a move called the ice. The ice? The ice. Can 
Do I have my foreboding? Nope, we took it off the, the soundboard, so the ice. I would. Do you know how to do the ice, Brian? I looked up the ice, and I couldn't find it. I can now currently icy ice out of a windmill, but I can't ice. <laughs> so I, that's as far as I got. Dancing terms? Yes. Oh, dude, you know what's funny is I will fully admit I've never really shared this side of my life, but I love dance. I love watching dance. I love watching World of Dance. I watched World of Dance before it was on TV. I would look it up on the internet and look at World of Dance. I'm leaving. Ben's leaving. (laughs) It's just amazing to see it. Well, I took gymnastics when I was a little kid. And so it's just an extension of like watching people do these incredible moves, you know, like Cirque du Soleil, but to music. And I'm like, holy cow, these power moves that these these B-boys do. It's crazy. Ben has no respect for me anymore as he drinks his fruity green zebra beer. God. You already drink them all already. Yeah, I was, it was hard not to, to be honest. I'm glad you didn't run out of your mimosas. Exactly. It's a good morning drink. All right. So Brian's big time into hip hop. I like the hip hop, guys. Uh, at least hip hop dancing, I can tell you about. So, yeah, I can't ice, but I can ice the ice out of a windmill now. All right. There we go. All right. So pop now. Pop lock and drop it. That's a good pop lock. And right. he dropped it. There we go. It's, I guess uh, uh, vanilla. Uh, what's his name? Rob, because he doesn't have any. She doesn't have any names right now. He's just Rob Van just Winkle. Rob. He's really good at his footwork. People are like, dude, his footwork's better than anybody else. Mad foot skills. So that was his thing. All this break dancing, right? You're likely to catch a nickname like we're talking about. Gotta have street cred. Yup. So what do you think uh, they called Rob? White boy. White boy Rob. It plays into it. Yeah. Yeah, basically, Rob was the only white guy out there dancing, so everybody called him Vanilla. Okay. Oh, well, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Duh. Rob did not like his nickname. No? He was like, eh, you know, kind of mean. Like, you know. But it's still a sign of affection. I guess. So Rob would go and dance at parties. Um, but this time, like, he goes to this party, this one time, and he battle raps somebody. Yeah, he loved it though, man. It was great, right? So, due to Rob's sweet rhymes and uh, his friends, now call him Ice. No, MC uh, Vanilla. MC Vanilla. Well, MC you're pointing at me like I should just fucking know. <laughs> well, what, dude? He's got these sweet rhymes, and like you know, he comes out to be Vanilla Ice. He's a popular at the Ice Move, and you know, so MC right. Vanilla. All right. Next time you ask me his name, I, I, at one point I'm going to say <laughs> Vanilla Ice. I'll be right at least one time. <laughs> you are correct. I'm leading you right into it. <laughs> Luckily. When Rob officially joins the dance troupe, they combine his mean bully nickname, Vanilla, with the dance move that he's known for, the ice, which gives us... Vanilla Ice! Ice Vanilla, what are you doing? Why are you... <laughs> <laughs> It was not Ice Vanilla. No, it's Vanilla Ice, yes, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice. All right, let's celebrate. Which is disgusting if you actually make it. Rob moves back to Texas because his stepdad got a better job in Carlton, Texas, so they moved the family. Uh, so he wasn't known for the Carlton <laughs> at that point? No, that's a whole different thing. I'd it's love not unusual to, to be loved by anyone. Not unusual to have fun with anyone. When I see you hanging around with anyone, it's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. All right, that's what we got. Uh, so Rob's back in Texas. He attends R.L. Turner High School doesn't really get all the way to graduation. (laughs) He kind of dropped out before graduating. Yeah, dirt bikes and rap, they'll do it to you. Uh, When Rob was not out on his uh, motorcycles and dancing the streets with his breakdance crew, the Vanilla Ice Posse, 
Um, oh, he had a posse? He, it was called the Vanilla Ice Posse or the VIP. <gasps> I get it now. <laughs> it I all get it comes now. together. It all comes together. That's what he is. So, yeah, he's got motorcycles and dancing, man. That's basically the two things he did. I said oh, when he wasn't on man. his motorcycles, he was out dancing. He told people to stop and collaborate and listen, listen. and they did. <laughs> But you didn't see it though, right? They had a like posse. the vanilla ice posse, the VIP. We out of here. Oh. Right, Ted. Nineteen eighty-three, age sixteen. Rob writes the song "Ice Ice Baby." In eighty-three. Yup, he's sixteen years old. It's based off a weekend trip. Him and his buddy, they go to South Florida, and they're doing like a drug run. Like, hey, let's go get some weed. And there's like, they go to Florida to get weed. There's, well, they're yeah, you know, Texas to Florida. You gotta. That's where your buddy is and your connection when you move. That's weird. You gotta go so far to get weed. These like my days. weed guy, dude. This Ann Arbor. You can go down that way. Uh, I, I, it's 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 2019. You can just go <laughs> over there and get weed. So apparently that's what Ice Ice Baby is about. Is their their drug run or beer run, whatever you want to call it, drug run uh, down to Florida. <clears throat> There's a drive by that happens, and like you know, oh there shot, was shots rang out like a bell. Remember? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the song. Age sixteen. I don't. Uh, I don't want to sing it though. It might be embarrassing. N- <laughs> Age 1985. Rob has won three national grand championships in rat battling, motocross. Oh, well, did he rat battle on the motorcycle? That probably gave him like you know a little bit of extra points. You can, but you can't hear that well. You're like. That's kind of hard to work. So he was. He was at this point not a big name. He had. He had a posse. Well, that was his dance crew, was his posse. But right. his big thing, he's gearing up to go pro motocross, right? Right. Like, that's what he wants to do. And Rob breaks his ankle uh, during a race. Ooh. And so he decides to shelf the motocross career. And uh, things for a while, he's going to work on his breakdancing and his beatboxing. And then he even makes up some moves because his ankle's broken. So he's got to do some other moves. And so. Is that where he just, like, shuffles to the side <laughs> a little bit? I limp to the side like my leg was broken. It was broken. <laughs> Oh my gosh, everything <laughs> makes sense. It's all meta now. Shaking and twitching kind of like I was smoking. Crazy whack funky. They say you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. All right, we're now on digital underground. That's all right. Give my body's in motion. One night, Rob heads out to City Lights Nightclub in South Dallas, Texas, right? He's dared by his friend Squirrel. To go up on stage. He had a friend named Squirrel. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to get by Okay, you. so hold on. Just <laughs> not. I'm not just going to start grouping white people together, all right? <laughs> There's always a squirrel, isn't there? No, there was <laughs> always a guy named Squirrel. So Vanilla Ice, yeah. he's kind of in this hip-hop genre. Oh, he's in the... Predominantly th- black artists in that genre, then and now, Yep. whatever. On the scene, baby. Way back in the day, way before someone else that we know today is very popular, Eminem. Yes, well, he was compared to Elvis here in a little bit because well, they're both appropriating typically traditionally black yes. African American music as a white okay. person in popularizing. So he it had to the squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. Eminem had rabbit. Y- yes. Do you think Elvis might have had like ferret? There might or have weasel? been. <laughs> so, Can we look into this? Muskrat. Come on, musky. Yeah. What else? Nutria. <laughs> Nutria. That's a rat hat. What well, you have there. That's I think I think Vanilla Ice should actually had Nutria being from Florida and Texas. That's where the Nutria are. A lot of Nutria at. down there. Yeah. I don't know with the uh, Boa Python outbreak. I think that's probably handled. <laughs> all right. We got the Nutria. Yeah, we got all these released pythons from people's aquariums and, and homes, and Un- then we'll have the needle gorillas eat the snakes, and then that'll take care of that. And then winter will kill off the gorillas. So we're good. <laughs> it's, it's a circle of life. 
The circle of life. All right, so, oh, so rat, rat, uh, uh, Rob Van Winkle's getting dared by <laughs> squirrel. Nutri- squirrel, squirrel, to go up on stage. Yeah, during an open mic night at City Lights nightclub, he's like, "All right, I, I imagine I don't know what's what's squirrel." Hey man, you should go up there and do your dance rap thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. has nuts in his mouth. I can't do it. Nuts in your mouth, Brian. <laughs> I can't do it, I said, Ben. I can't, I can't do it. You can't talk with nuts in your mouth. So you know you can't talk with, with nuts, nuts in, in your mouth. mouth. There's there's a point where there's too many nuts in your mouth. <laughs> so, well, Squirrel, nuts in his mouth, says, Rob, you need to go up there and show these people what's what. The crowd loves him. He's like, oh, my God, look at him go. It's awesome. No? Nothing on that? All right. Oh, I thought you were hitting a button. No, I got no awesome button for Rob Van Winkle. No, I thought, you, I thought it was going to be the golf clap or I something. I just didn't want the screen to go dead. No, yeah. So he gets up there. Just I'm assuming. Well, it's probably not. Does the ice. He does the ice. But there's this is City Lights. City Lights Nightclub. So it's probably a pretty good mix of, of culture. Uh, We'll get there. All right. City Lights manager, John Bush, offers Rob a regular gig performing at the club. Like, off dude, one, well, one, that was good. Was he singing? I believe he was singing and rapping and dancing, yes, all mm, of no. it. Did he do any graffiti? No, that was not part of his thing. He was not a tagger. He was not there. So Rob gets a gig at City Lights regular on the reg, and uh, he even gets the VIP in there, too. Oh, he gets his posse in there. Yup, they'd come and perform at City Lights with Rob, and uh, he would open for groups like NWA, Public Enemy, Tone Loke, Two Live Crew. These people were at City Lights? Yup. Paula oh. Abdul, Sinbad, the comedian. <laughs> the comedian. <laughs> you had me till you had me up until right. Sinbad, man. Right. Watch this kid sing and dance. Now the comic stylings of Sinbad. <laughs> the funniest thing I ever seen Sinbad on was uh, was was him and Rob Thomas, the oh. singer of Matchbox. What? Had a bit. Had one show. They were on. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There you go. Oh my gosh! It was f- that that. That's the funniest that Sinbad ever was, and I'm telling you, it's as funny as Sinbad will ever will be. <laughs> it was, fun. I if that episode was Sinbad, Rob Thomas from um, Matchbox 20. 27, 21, yep. 20 Matchbox Cars, Matchbox Cars 17. Um, <laughs> and uh, look it up. <clears throat> yeah, no, look so into it. That was funny. Yeah, go go watch that. He also opened for the last one. I saved the best for last. Shut up, Rob Thomas. MC Hammer. Oh, wow. Don't hurt him. These are huge names. Yes. Because all those guys came out when they came out, they were just like, boom, big, right. right away. So this is all going down at this Texas club that Rob is now a regular opener in. And Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. You know one of our friends? I was a fan. I was probably a bigger fan of Paula Abdul than I ever needed to be. I like Paula Abdul. But it was primarily because my good friend Adam, you know Adam. Yes. Was an, a mega fan. And he not only was a fan of Paul Abdul, owned all of her albums, sure. had posters of her from T- Tiger Beat ripped out of the May up on his wall. He drew pictures, like artwork, of Paul Abdul. Wow. And not just like regular, I'm going to draw a picture. He did pixel art. Oh. So his pictures were all drawn with a pen, and he would just take a big piece of paper, and he'd just do dots. Pointillism. It's and called. he would, you know, for darker areas of the, he'd do a lot of dots. And More then here, oh my gosh, he did this for, I I need to find those because I need to torture him with this information. Would I'm so very good friends with him. Would you say he was obsessed with Paula Abdul? Uh-huh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And MC Scat Cat. 
Well, how can you not be MC no. Scat Cat? And later on, a little bit of Janet Jackson. I think that's where Paul Abdul started as her choreographer. I think we won over dancers, yeah. There you go. We got a dancer in the episode. Boom! Nailed it. Love it. Yes. January 1987. Talking of booms, a fight breaks out at City Lights. Mm. Rob gets stabbed five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. times. Are you serious? Yeah, he spends 10 days in the hospital. What do you get, like, with a knife? Yeah. Not with a bike bike spoke? Not a bike spoke. There's a proper knife. Proper knife. Uh, February 21st, 1987, Tommy Kwan, odor of City Lights nightclub, signs Rob to a management deal. Is Tommy Kwan in the business, you think? Or is he just knows some talent when he sees it? Well, my thought was, like, just don't sue us for getting stabbed outside of our nightclub. I'll sign oh, you to a deal. you might be right. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that could be it. No, 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 no. Honestly, everybody seemed to notice that Rob had the talent and was, you know, going to be something. You could kind of tell. He could. There's this. I, I don't know how many songs he can make, but I guarantee he can make one. Yeah. He can make one you good You got song. one good song in you. I think everybody one does. One good song. Right. Used mine a long time ago. August 8th, 1988, Rob gets arrested for... Drugs? Drag racing. That's cool. Well, you know, he's like a motocross guy. Yeah, so that's yeah, cool. No, that's bad. really cool. <laughs> it's Don't drag race, kids. Not Unless you cool. want to be cool. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Uh, within two years of being under Tommy Kwan, Rob's opening for EPMD, Ice-T, and Sir Mix-A-Lot. Wow. Like out on tour. Like Who's tour, not EPMD? Just, uh, I don't know. Eddie, Phil, Mike, and David. I have no idea. That sounded pretty, pretty mean. No, it was, it was. Uh, I think it was a rap group at the at the time. I don't know that one. Every person makes decisions. Uh, EPMD. Let us know, guys, what EPMD stands for. Tommy wants uh, more out of Rob, so he pays for studio time, and they record a single. Back in the day, single was a record that had two sides on it, and you had your A side and your B side, and so or cassette tape. Well, I guess. No, they had single cassette tapes. Like the you know how you could see how much tape was on there? Oh yeah. The yeah, singles the had like yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, right. a a a micromillimeter of tape on them. So, so the, yeah. Yeah, I, it yeah. was it was to save space and to just, it was a single. So it you was didn't have single. to listen to the now you don't have to listen to the whole crappy record, you can just listen yeah. to the good songs. I had Oh, what was uh the Guns N' Roses song that was in a Terminator movie? It was uh, uh, November Rain was on the opposite side. It was one of the best single albums I ever had because it had the the the, the ow, ow, ow. it had the Terminator one. That's what everybody bought it for. And the other side was November Rain. You're like November Rain. No way. What is that? And that was a great. That's a great song. Well, on this one, they recorded the A side for everybody. Play that funky music. They do a rendition of that. That was his A side. Yep. And on the B side. Ice Ice Baby? Ice Ice Baby. So Tommy personally sends out this single to a bunch of radio stations everywhere across the nation, but the DJs weren't really into it, right? Tommy spends like another eight grand out of pocket to make a music video, uh, which furthers the popularity of the song, but people are still like, play that funky music, huh? Play that funky music. Right. Ben's doing the white man shuffle. Nice. But there's a disc jockey in Georgia, guy named... Daryl J. Daryl? DJ. D, D, get it? DJ. Oh, no, I did not get that. Daryl right. J., your DJ in the GA, and I'm here to say, check out this song I'm about to play. Did she, he say that? I don't know. I just made that up. But it was like, shit, 
Daryl played the B side by accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but people loved it. He gets this huge fan base, right? And very quickly, radio stations are like, "Oh, whoop, the other side. Let's so put some that country on." Country bumpkin over in Georgia somewhere, right? Half all whacked out on uh, what, <laughs> moonshine. Got himself. Just, just play this. Boom. Got himself some hooch. Oh, damn. That's the wrong side. It reminds me dun, of a dun, David. Is it David Bowie or who did that song? Yes, I love it because I walked right into it. Okay, so the under pressure thing. If you don't know, the song we're talking about is Ice Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. And it, it samples from David Bowie and Queen's song, uh, Under Pressure. Under Pressure. Yeah. Everybody, I hope everybody, I hope a large majority of our audience understands knows this already right but if you don't uh, you know right so then ice ice baby is like ice ice baby to go and so now everyone was like hey rob those songs sound awful similar and he's like no 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 no, man it's different it's totally different and rob there's videos of him out there going my song goes their song goes they're completely different i think there's like a court room video of him explaining that or something not quite courtroom and everybody looks around like all right whatever rob they do sue rob for the sampling rights to the under pressure right and so because rob's selling like a million dollars a day in sales of this song ice ice baby and so he just buys the rights for the song so he goes to queen member brian may and it like how michael jackson owned the rights to the beatles Mm -hmm. rob just bought the rights to the song so he talks about it on a Dan Patrick interview, and he goes, he goes, yeah, but you were talking about how the song is different. And Rob said, uh, yeah, I was just being a jackass about it. He's <laughs> like, I was young and dumb. It's the That's same cool. song. That's that cool. Song. That's all right. So hold on. Do you have it in your cards on, on how many weeks in a row this song was number one? Yes. Okay. So that's the whole thing. That's just the single, though, right? So Rob and Tommy go record a whole album of songs called Hooked. And it was distributed by a small independent company called Ichiban Records. Now, with that success, Rob signs with SBK Records. So they kind of bump him up the chain a little bit. So they're like, okay, white rapper, we might have a thing here. Because he's the first white rapper. I mean, popularized. Yeah. I don't, yes. Big. Huge. They re-record, they remix, and reissue Hooked all under a new name. It's called To The Extreme. Yeah. Because he rocks a mic like a vandal. I think that's the probably the cassette tape i had on. right and it had some new music on it right so ice ice baby's wildly popular rob's having a meal at the bellage hotel right in west hollywood california i think you know where it's going on baby oh this is the the yeah. uh yeah rob's got a suite on the 15th floor there it's a very oh, tall on. building did, did, do you have how long it was on number one somewhere I, yeah i think it gets into there about it like, was like 60 six, weeks 16 weeks or something like no that. it was a billion weeks in a row it was it was uh, on the Casey Kasem top forty every week for like a billion weeks. Yeah, the album spent sixteen weeks at number one on Billboard two hundred. We'll but get there, I, but the the single I don't know. It was like it was ridiculous. Almost it was a half a year, a, a year and a half or something like that. It yeah. was a long time. Well, let's get there. Let's see what happens. So right now though, Rob's living off the single money. People's got that video out there that him him and Tommy made, and everyone's like, "This is awesome. This is the new thing." So Rob. Staying at the Bellage Hotel. Has a suite on the 15th floor. Uh, (laughs) One day, six very large guys walk in. You know, kind of like the Raiders (laughs) D-line. Almost specifically by name at that point. They surround Rob. In his hotel room. Well, in the hotel. In the hotel. And a man appears. 
man named Suge Knight. This is your guy. You said now, we were never supposed to talk about him on the show. Now, but. this is allegedly, Brian. Allegedly. Oh, no. Some stories on the internet have this. No, no. Suge admits to the meeting, and we'll get there. <clears throat> Suge Knight, listen, if you aren't familiar, is listen, a record producer. Mr. Mister Knight, I'm just now an audience member like you, okay? Brian's going to go ahead and... Go ahead, Brian. Suge Knight can't dispute this. He's a record producer, a music executive. He played two games uh, for the Rams in the NFL during the 87 player strike. He was Bobby Brown's former bodyguard, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Death Row Records with Dr. Dre and DOC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may or may not have had something to do with Tupac and Biggie's murders. We don't know. Why'd you have to say that? Now we're on his list. <laughs> I don't want to be in that guy's list. I don't want to be there I either. Love you, Suge. I love you. Love you, Suge. Uh, Suge just wanted to have a quick conversation with Rob out what? on the balcony of Rob's 15th floor suite. While well, he's hanging upside down. And Rob may or may not have been hung by his ankles over the rail. It's been suggested in interviews by Rob that all Rob had to do was sign over the publishing rights to Suge Knight, and Suge would pull Rob back over the balcony and let him live. Yeah. It's and, a real easy and, transaction. And be his new manager. Yeah. No, what he really wanted, um, Suge got Rob to sign over about 3 to $4 million in licensing points, like, like, you know, you get points on an investment and stuff like that. And what Rob did is he actually signed him over to a guy named Mario Lavelle Johnson, a.k.a. Suge's guy. And uh, Rob's quote, I needed to wear a diaper that day. I was very scared. I signed them, walked away alive. So he just stole this shit. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> Suge Knight. Because uh, Rob had bodyguards with guns and stuff. And he goes, dude, we were outgunned. We were outsized. They were bigger dudes with more guns. <laughs> He's like, they promptly walked my bodyguard away. And then, you know, what do you do? And then hung this dude 160 right. pounds over a balcony. Fair and balanced. Suge Knight said about so- the incidents, quote, he agreed to everything. It was no problem. He said the guy wrote the song, and he didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> he probably knew as he's hanging over that balcony that his, Reebok, his Reeboks weren't laced up real tight. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Like, why am I wearing baggy pants today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't. My, my belt don't fit. My shoes aren't tied. <laughs> Damn it. My mom was right. <laughs> it's not secure. <laughs> the album To the Extreme. It became the fastest-selling hip-hop album of all time. All times. 16 weeks at number one on Billboard 200. That's the album. Yeah. It sold more than 11 million copies. Um, so SBK puts Rob and MC Hammer out on tour together again. They're like, dude, you guys know each other? <laughs> Ben's doing the hammer dance. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Can't touch this. Because we said can't touch this, I think it's time to take a break. We got Rob out on tour. With MC uh, Hammer. With MC Hammer. Reverend Hammer. So you guys uh, go find somebody to go tour with. We're going to bust into a little break here real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. podcast where we tell each other ghost stories, drink thematically appropriate beer, and yeah, do other things. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Write something down! <laughs> Why didn't I prepare? <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. Podcast Mom here from the Booze and Brews Podcast. Tune in every Monday for episodes where we talk about ghosts, we drink thematically appropriate beer, fancy tuna says inappropriate things, podcast mom yells at everybody, and engineer mom. Listen to podcasts on your phone. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Woo. say anything about that last thing you can if you want to yeah well you know you guys noticed we put in a promo swap with the booze and brews podcast and so they must have contacted you they did they reached out on the twitters and said hey you want to do a promo swap and i said yeah man absolutely i do you always say yes always say yes Say yes to the experience and so you called me and you're like hey these girls out and they're in uh i think los angeles i believe they're in la yeah and and they want to do this thing and i i looked them up Took me a minute because I got them confused with somebody else, and then Brian <laughs> sent me the link, and I'm listening to them. They're uh, they got a lot of they got a lot of podcasts out there. So if you're into like um, haunted stuff, and, like haunted and locations <clears throat> and and getting fancy on beer. I mean, we're drinking beers here, but yeah, you don't need to know what I'm drinking. And, and a or... shout out to our 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 our, our um, left coast girls over there. Um, we're we're beer people, so if you ever have a suggestion of uh, you know something that you're having, oh, out. we'll trade some beers coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we could send them some um, real nice uh, two hearteds if they'll oh. send us some Plinies. Plinies for two hearteds, ladies. That's the a good. That's a good trade court. right there. That's a great trade. <laughs> There's still KBS available. We can get KBS if they want KBS. Nice. All right. Well, we don't have KBS, but we have SBK. <laughs> Brian's having a stroke. Choke. I'm choking. choking on beer. He's stroking on beer. No, he's uh, <laughs> down the wrong pipe over there, buddy. Woo. Okay, I'm alive. I'm alive. All right, I'll just tell people I am drinking the Griffin Claw, uh, Griffin Claw El Lingarino. It's a Mexican lager with fresh lime. I still have this watermelon ghost I got. It's it's good. It's the green's even sweet, dude. It's I love it. Summertime. I like the lime. Summertime. Late 1990 in the summertime. Rob dates Madonna for eight months. Okay. Uh, you know this part of this, the podcast where Ben has to say, it's a setup. <laughs> I don't believe anything. I always think there's some, like, they're two, the produ- the, their managers got together. Hey, do you want to date? We got to, sw- just like we, we kind of had these girls on here and they're putting us on their podcast. Yeah. yeah it's just like, pro- and this is a cross promo. That's all they're doing. Cross it's, pro- promo. it's cross promo. Well, he dated Madonna for eight months. I figure he needs treatment for about the next 16 months. So. <laughs> Get that off <laughs> That you. stuff doesn't go away, boot. <laughs> 1991, T-U-R-T-L-E Power. Rob makes an appearance in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. I loved the turtles. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go, I loved, go Ninja, I loved go Ninja, go I was a big t- t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Was that his song? Yeah, that's when they bust through and the Shredder's chasing them and they're doing that underground club and then the turtles dance and spin on their backs. and. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't like the I like the cartoons. <laughs> we named our Wolfball team after uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What what was that now? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that was the name of our the name Wolfball of the team. We're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guys. Yeah, just so you <laughs> it's know. us. It's us. us. <laughs> okay. All can, right. can you shorten that up, please? No. No. Write the whole thing TMNT. down. TMNT. That's no. Write the whole thing down on the roster card. I will say the Eastman and Lard comic books, like back in the day, the black and white ones, those are sweet and really graphic and violent and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, that's not the morning cartoon show. That what? They had comic books that were violent. 
Yes. Some. For the turtles? They call them graphic novels. No, right for the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles? Yeah, no, they did. They're by artists Eastman and Lard, two different guys, and they that's where the turtles came from. They created them, and they were more oh, super And they brought and, them in a mainstream and right. watered it down. Exactly. Okay. Like everything. Like everything. There you go. March 1991, Rob's second major release, a live album, Extremely Live! Didn't get this one, Brian. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I basically listened to one song in the first album a billion times, and that was it. <laughs> Notable song on Extremely Live was Rolling in My 5 0. Don't know Rolling that one. 5 0. Because remember, Rob had the 5.0 Mustang. He kind of popularized I, that. I body remember style. that. Mustang changed their body style to the 5.0, which most people hated. And Rob was like, yeah, he's kind of rolled into it. Yeah. Uh, the album peaked number 30 on Billboard. Exactly. It received mainly negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly reviewer David Brown said, quote, It's one of the most ridiculous albums ever released. I probably did not rush down to the uh, Rock Arola Records right. or Wyatt Earp Records and get that. <laughs> I did not do that. Literal record stores. <clears throat> Old school record stores, wow. man. April 1991, Drop That Zero and Get With The Hero. Rob stars in the movie, the romantic musical comedy, Cool As Ice. <laughs> you remember that? No, I don't remember You really that. don't? Rob's a rapper. He comes to like a small town on a motorcycle. Are you no? Go back. You're surprised I don't know a movie. Cool as ice. Drop that zero and get with the hero. Rob's on like a Kawasaki ninja. No. <laughs> I. No, I don't know that movie. <laughs> Dude, I don't know movies that came out this year, much less 10, 20, 30 years ago. Oh, uh, stuff's forgettable now. Like, but this was like memorable. You know, the first time you got a white rapper in a romantic musical comedy. So it's not like it's just the rom com. You're really not pushing any of my buttons here. Rom- I'm not running out to the Netflix to watch this thing. It's a Ram Mukam. All right. So, all right. Well, the basic idea is you Rob's is a movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to. Put it on your to-do list. Come hey, on. I already have a to-do list, and it's going to be a long time before I get through all the wires. Get to cool as ice. The wire. You know, the, oh, heard the of the wire? I've heard the wire's good. I got to watch it. Filmed in Detroit. It what? No, what? Really? Yeah. Huh, okay. Like in Detroit. So here, all right, cool as ice, everybody. If you if you hadn't seen it, Rob is a rapper who comes to town on his crotch rocket motorcycle. He meets a hot honor student whose father, Michael Gross, of Family Ties fame, Mr. Keaton. Was he a, a what, what? Hold on, let me guess. I've never seen the movie. I'm going to guess. <coughs> okay. Was he a preacher? No. Teacher? No. Phlebotomist? His father was in witness protection. So they have to escape some dirty cops who find out that... They're in town, and then Rob has to ride his motorcycle. It received mainly negative reviews. <laughs> and you can't believe I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was on your... You're such a big Vanilla Ice fan, I yeah. thought maybe you were familiar with the man's whole repertoire. I'm For everybody out there, I've seen and heard of a lot of stuff. I remember a lot of it. I am not a cinephile. Ooh. I am not. Fancy. And I cannot... It's hard to talk me into watching a movie. I'll, you can convince me into doing it. But the actual doing it, uh, I'll just put on a Seinfeld at the end of the night. That's what I'm going to watch. There you go. All right. Well, sitting around, similar to Rob, June 3rd, 1991, Rob's just sitting in his car in an L.A. supermarket when homeless man James Gregory approaches. James Gregory. Yep. He dared to go up to the 5.0. He was like, his rag top down so the wind can blow? <laughs> of course, dude. That's how you let the, the beats flow. <laughs> All right. That's when you're good to go. Did you stop? <laughs> no. I just no. rolled by. Just rolled by. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rob was parked. James comes up to him. Rob and his bodyguard pulled guns. Like, what the 
fuck you want? That's a that's a intimidating <laughs> homeless man. <laughs> right? How got I, crackers in his beard? I. <laughs> it's terrible. That's so terrible. We don't know. He could have been like nine feet tall. I have no idea. But Rob and his bodyguard pull guns on the guy. And they're like, we're going to fucking kill you. James is like, dude, I was just going to try and sell you this silver necklace. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> Take it easy. Silver necklace. It's a low, not even a gold necklace? <laughs> silver. It's easier to move that way. Less trackable. Less trackable. <clears throat> Rob gets charged. Well, they, him and his bodyguard, get charged with three weapon offenses. Rob pleads no contest. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm still unsure exactly what no contest means. You're not admitting guilt, but you're not going to fight the charge. There's no contest. I don't. Okay, you say it. You <laughs> keep saying it like I know what you're talking about. I feel like this is a conversation with my nine year old. It's no contest. That's how Dad, it works. I want to do this. What is that? <laughs> it's this. I say it in a different <laughs> way. Use different words. This. Huh. No contest. All right. I'm not going to Google that later. We will get a lawyer in here one day, or at least a small interview of like, hey, some legal questions. Let's hope we get a lawyer here because we want to, not because we have, have to. to. Yeah. Late 1991, Rob appears in Circus of the Stars. Circus of the Stars. They would take stars, a.k.a. celebrities, B, D, C-list celebrities, right. and then make them do circus acts. They did like circus yeah. trapeze and right. training elephants. And- Rob drove his motorcycle through a wall of fire. Ooh. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right, next act. A little warm. <laughs> Who do we got coming up? We got uh, Todd Bridges on the trampese. So we'll get Bridges? we'll get we'll get there. 1991-92, Rob's US fame kind of drops sharply. It sounds like it's kind of already been dropped. <laughs> like He's his on... record sales, zing. Hey. It's he right. record he had one song, one Play that funky music, white boy, went okay. That's because it was accidentally <laughs> on the other side, on so, the A side. Well, all right. So instead of hanging around the negativity <clears throat> of you Americans, Rob decides he's going to go tour South America, Europe, Asia, Australia. Rocks it, dude. They love him. Right? In 91 2? 91 2, yep. Okay. He's out doing the tours. Uh, he wins a Golden Raspberry Award, a Razzie. Uh, ra- what is that? Razzie is for the worst new star. Uh, they give it out to actors for embarrassing movie performances. It's and he did he accept it? Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's not. That's fun. Now he's having fun with it. It's basically a booby prize. Yeah. No. I. It's a. Yeah. He's having fun with it because I think the guy had a pretty good. He's got a sense, sense of himself. He's got a sense, sense of humor. humor. Yeah. He he's. He's got a sense of humor. We'll get there. 1993. Rob's been touring for a couple years. Just finished up a Russia tour. Had a show in front of Boris Yeltsin. No. no. I, well, I knew He's the first president of Russia. I mean, come on. Who's the guy with the big jam stand on his forehead? Gorbachev? Gorbachev. That was pre-Boris Yeltsin. Correct. Now we got the guy that runs our country and his country? Yes. He's my favorite one. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah, I have a calendar. All of every month. Just him shirtless on a horse? Yep. Different horses, (laughs) actually. Same guy. Full-on pants. Belt. No shirt. No shirt. No hair. Different horse. Yeah. Awesome. Buff. Wow. All right. Imagery. Well. Care about the paper towel? Now, uh, I want a break. No, uh, Rob wants a break from music. He's like, we got to get out of this. This Yeltsin thing kind of freaked me out, <laughs> even though it was Putin. 
Rob starts doing jet ski competitions, right? I, I was going to have you ask me that. I, that's the other thing I know about him. He, he was big time. He liked jet ski on rivers. Dude. Like around like rapids and stuff. He's good. Yeah. Like, he's really good. He's ranked number six in the world at this point in time in 93. Why do I know so much about this guy? Right, you were a super fan. Because I also know after that he went into construction. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. But Rob is ranked number six in the world in sit-down jet ski racing. Not stand-up, but sit-down. <laughs> why sit when you can stay out? <laughs> why so stand when you can why sit? Why stand when you can sit? I was going to say, or the other. 1994, Rob is a faded more from the public. Uh, he becomes a veg- vegetarian. A veg- vegetarian. He's a, and he starts to uh, get in with the <clears throat> Rastafari movement religion. He gets some dreadlocks, starts talking about weed. Talking about it. That's what it literally it's said. It's vegetarian. It's organic. It's good for you. It's, is, green. it's uh, green. It's greens. There you go. Is cocaine on the keto diet, by the way? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Just asking for a friend. <laughs> cocaine keto. Uh, feel free to Twitter us. Is that is that yeah. vegan? Is cocaine vegan? Rob releases another album called Mind Blowing. It receives mostly negative reviews. Yeah, and probably didn't sell too many. Entertainment Weekly, quote, more clunky than funky. Ooh, ow, ow, that was a scathing. Entertainment Weekly is mean to him. They beat him up. Uh, More be- clunky than funky. Because of uh, the sort of the lack of the limelight and everything in the reviews, Rob starts using ecstasy, heroin, and cocaine heavily. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he got not much of a super drugs. fan over here, I guess. Now, uh, I will put this in there. Rob also had a thing where he would get all tweaked out on drugs and then go have his artist buddies do tattoos on him. And, like, he basically kind of comes to at one point, and he's like, I have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> just just a blank can, just a practice canvas. Just, uh, I, I got, I didn't expect to have this many. I okay. mean, I've heard of people called a pin cushion, but they're usually women. That's so bad. <laughs> but some men. I was watching on YouTube the other day, this guy do this tattoo reveal. Like, this, this dude's holding up a proud picture, like Angelina Jolie from Tomb Raider with the two guns. And he's got his arm all covered, uh-huh. and then he wipes, <laughs> he wipes it off. It looked like a crayon drawing from a four-year-old. I was just like, oh, the guy's like, does it look good? Does it good? You know? That's like, the thing. Think about it. You got to start somewhere. You got to practice. And it's not like, I mean, I think they practice like on, on pig skin or pig something. Pig skin or oranges, I've heard. Things like that. And that just still isn't the same thing. It's not the same. You got to do the thing you're going to do if you want to get good at the thing you're going to do, you know? And some people will never get good at it. Just because you want to be good at it doesn't mean you're going to be. Just, some people have natural talent, and they, and they, and they, and they feed that talent. Some people right. have no natural talent, and they f- try to feed that talent as much as they can. They'll never get anywhere. Tattooed artists, doctors, lawyers—they're all the same. There are bad doctors out there, Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. You graduate last in medical school, they still call you doctor. You're still a doctor. You're no, a doctor. they're not all the best. No. And tattoo artists. There's a lot Not of Pacific Island best. medical schools that you can go to. And there are some beautiful <laughs> tattoos. Some crazy, like, in-depth, three-dimensional looking Sparkles things. Sparkles and stuff like that. And then there's them. other ones that are a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and these aren't even prison tats. Don't even get me started on prison tats. Ben's got a whole rant on prison tats. Well, I could do a show. I'm going to start my own podcast. It's called prisontats.org. With Ben. Because I should know a lot about all that, right? Why not? July 4th, 1994, Rob attempts suicide by a heroin overdose. Oh. But his friends find him Why? What? and revive him. Why is that bad? I didn't know he was going to get there. Well, he, he's he, a childhood hero, Brian. Dude, Entertainment Weekly was not nice to this kid. And then his friends all picking on him, calling him vanilla his whole life. Was that Mary Hart? Entertainment 
Weekly. Oh, that's enter- Entertainment Tonight. Week. That's Entertainment Tonight. This is Entertainment Weekly. It's a newspaper. Every time I heard her voice, I had, like, convulsions. Just twitching. Uh, so, but after being revived, Rob decides to change his lifestyle, and he gets a big tattoo of a leaf on his stomach. Because that's, well, I'm going to change my lifestyle. What are you going to do first? I'll fucking get a leaf on my stomach. Change my, new leaf. Leaf. Right. 1995, Rob uh, studies real estate, starts buying and renovating and selling houses on the side. They made a, a, a show about that. We'll get there. Okay. Ben's checking his phone. No, I'm not. I'm 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 googling. Uh, why, why are you lying, people? <laughs> Don't lie to the people. Uh, also, in 1995, Rob joins a grunge band, Picking Scabs. Ugh. Couldn't find the lo- the sound they were looking for, so it kind of dissolved. Baby fetus. Uh, <laughs> what was the one that just opened with Slayer the other day? Um, can Cannibal Corpse or uh, this is these nasty names. They're just so nasty. 1996, Pickin' Scabs. Uh, Rob does a guest spot on Boom, a song by the Bloodhound Gang off of their album One Fierce Beer Coaster. We did get to the Bloodhound Gang. I told you we'd get there. Oh, we were talking about the Bloodhound Gang off air before the show here a while ago, earlier today. Earlier today. And, I, and, and Brian, you know, we, he says, well, we'll get there. We don't always get there, by the way. Just... We know. always get there. <laughs> Honestly, I track this. And if I didn't, it, we, yes, the one we time I lied. We always talk you. about something sometime. Correct. Eventually, we'll get there. Right. And there's always tomorrow. But we did. We talked about the Bloodhound Gang. There you go. All right. They do anything bad? Uh, probably. I don't know. We're big time fans. That was my brush with fame. Our, I mean, our friend Jason was a super fan. Well, I, I didn't they tour with Gwen Stefani? They did. Yeah. That's how they got to hug Gwen Stefani backstage. I knew the Bloodhound Gang. I befriended their bass player, Evil Jared. So he and I were buddies. And I tried being their drummer, but that did not work out. So my brush with fame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and everybody's sitting here going, who the hell is a Bloodhound Gang? Yeah, right? And they're like, why do we listen to these two guys, first of all? It's like, I was almost a semi-professional musician. And Ben's like, I play a sort of guitar. And so... But anyway, you know, I, I almost made it, almost. I'd have a whole bunch of bad tattoos, probably would have ended up on Jackass. And well, you can still make it, Brian. Just practice a little drum set over here. I got. was practicing the other day, actually. Oh, with the drums and I everything? I was. I was practicing the other day. Where's my cowbell? Uh, it's over there. I had to hook it back up. You keep taking it off. <clears throat> 1997, Rob marries his girlfriend, Laura Giata. I'm going to call her Giata. Laura Giata. Laura Giata. There you go. Yes, exactly. 1998 comes around. Uh, Rob's third studio album, Hard to Swallow, comes out. It's kind of a punk rock thing to it. Um, and it goes and... Fails. It receives mainly negative reviews. From Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped writing them because I'm like, now you're just being mean. I know. So Rob goes back to his old style. He's like ditching the punk rock crap. And uh, he books 100 gigs for the year. He's like, I'm just going to go tour. Well, you got to tour sometimes to sell albums, for sure. Tours where you make the money, guys. In, in in the record business or whatever, in the music business, touring is where the money is. Um, back then, especially. Yeah, because they own the record. The record companies would own the rights to your your music and then keep it <laughs> when you sold songs. Right. But if you're filling up stadiums, you get a chunk of everybody's you know butts in the seats. So. And you're getting parts of merch. Right. And you're selling CDs at the door. And you're getting money off that, where right. the record companies aren't necessarily getting that much money From off. your real fans who paid yeah. to come see you and all that stuff. <clears throat> yep. Right. So there you go. So he goes and tours, does like 100 gigs over the year. Uh, May 2000, Rob wrestles in a wrestling match for Juggalo Championship Wrestling. 
we worked the juggalos into this. This is great. <laughs> yes, Rob filled in because Shaggy Too Dope, uh, he got injured in a previous match. He was like, man, Rob, can you come help me out and wrestle? And he does. Absolutely, I can. Wow. You know, what's the juggalos' <laughs> official drink, Brian? Fago. Fago. That's because it's made here. Their parents are executives at Fago, which is why. That's are they really? Yeah, that's the whole thing is that one of those those dudes' dads were executives in Fago in uh, ICP, the insane, insane Clown Posses who we're talking about. And uh, did you, their story is interesting. They actually suck at rapping and stuff back in the day when they were first started out. But they somehow created a bidding war between all the record companies. They're like, like RCA is like, you want these guys? And Sony is like, well, we want them. And they're like, well, we're giving them 20 mil. They're like, we'll give them 40 mil. And so they got this huge record contract without ever having an album. And they kind of sucked. And then they're just like instant money. You know, like you get the upfront money. Hey, so stop, you just keep stop, 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 stop. Don't tell anymore. Oh. I want this to be an episode. They didn't do anything wrong, though. They're the leaders of <laughs> a gang <laughs> the juggalos. that's officially on the FBI's gang list. Okay, so we'll do an episode on juggalos. They're on that. They're they're the juggalos are wanted by the FBI, just like the the Crips and the Bloods and the MS 13s. All right. I mean, maybe not as high as MS 13, but I mean, they're in the they're in the they're All on right. the fringe of. So it's and, like, you know. MS-13 and then the Crips, Juggalos. Bloods. Oh, down below. The Juggalos and my grandmother's Euchre group. It's like right in that order somewhere, <laughs> give some, or take. Some type of pop luck exchange and yeah. then the Juggalos. Yeah, okay. All well, right. all right. Well, he, he did Juggalo wrestling for him. Juggalo I didn't know, I didn't know, wrestling. I didn't know there was Juggalo championship wrestling, but it's there and Rob feel, is in. I feel like there's a lot of mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> You know, backyard wrestling mattresses. Uh, like, There's some Rubbermaid plastic garbage cans. Somebody's uh, getting hit with like a hose that should be the rope to the side There's of the ring. There's definitely some hose involved. <laughs> <laughs> Juggalettes, I believe. Another Juggalettes. auxiliary group. January 2001, Rob is arrested in Davie, Florida for assaulting his wife, Laura. Oh. Yeah, they were arguing as he was driving along I-595 in Florida. Yeah. And Rob admits to like pulling her hair, but that was just to keep her from jumping out of the truck's window. So He's Rob, a hero. Rob pleads guilty. He sounds like a zero at that point, but Rob pleads guilty to disorderly conduct, gets probation and family counseling. Okay. 2002, Rob squares off against Todd Bridges of Different Strokes fame and celebrity boxing. Oh, really? I bring it all around, baby. I told you, when I say we'll get there, buddy, we'll get there. Celebrity boxing, I faint, I I barely remember that. Because Tanya Harding boxed, not, uh, not Kerrigan, was not it's Kerrigan. <laughs> no, was not. But I, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, there was a whole thing back there. It was kind of an offshoot of what they called Foxy boxing, which was just like pretty girls fighting, and then they're like, you know, let's have celebrities do this. That's like the LFL. Oh, the Laundry Football League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is somehow weirdly interesting to me well they're very competitive those girls they are and that's what i was gonna say it's not just a bunch of like model little scrawny hot chicks going out there and wearing nothing those girls may be wearing nothing ridiculous clothing there's a chick who's like 240 on the front line that's got a thong but on but you're like they're Whoa. taking it real motherfucking seriously She's got guns bigger than you and me combined didn't we know somebody in that i feel like we did know somebody in the laundry Where, where's she at now uh she's an emt where? You I, know who you are. I, I, Brian, I swear to God. Oh, no. We need to talk about this off air. Off mic, people. Off mic conversation. I think she's a mom. She is. At the baseball games. Oh. 
she would say something to you. I don't know. Look, I look pretty different. Uh, uh, we, write this down. We got to talk about this. <laughs> should I mean, stop now? I'm dead serious. Should we just stop right now? I'll pause it. That'd pause be funny. It, pause, pause it. it. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's sorted out now. <laughs> it's her. That's I don't her. know. I don't know what we said on air. That's her. Uh, so we'll just bat. Well, let, we can tell this story, right? It's no, a good story. No, no. Why? No. Let's just move on. No. I'm involved with baseball <laughs> with my kids, <laughs> and there's this this lady that had been showing up to some games. I mean, there's a lot of teams, a lot of kids, a billion kids, and I'm like, that looks like a girl we knew back a bunch of years ago. Yes, it was her. That's her. We stalked. We, we stalked her on the Facebook. Facebook stalked her and proved it's her. Yeah, she was. Um, I assume she listens to the show. No, she's gonna because I'm gonna tell her. Hey, listen to the show. We talk about you. Yeah, we are gonna in <laughs> a couple of weeks. It's gonna come out, and you're gonna hear hear us talking about a person that worked. She back in at right after high school, maybe she worked at Hooters. Yes, the one right by where we lived. Ho- our, our house, the local bar, happened to be a Hooters. Like that was the closest bar to our house was a Hooters. Right. So and that we adopted that as our local bar. And it didn't hurt that there were a bunch of girls that we kind of got to know and, and knew from Some high school. Some we went school to high there. school yeah. and they worked there and yeah, so. And on Sundays when they had the WW the wrestling pay per view. Yep. We got free food and drinks. Well, we kind of became the default because the girls knew us and we weren't there to be creeps. That was the default no, table to hang out. I mean, they well, they didn't know that. that we were <laughs> But that we became the de- default like break table. So when the girls would go on break, they'd come to our table and hang out and they'd bring pitchers of beer or like these wings were no. wrong and we'd get free wings and stuff. No, on the wrestling days. Oh, well, that just developed because we had done those things. They would just bring us free beer and wings. Well, the point. wrestling days, there were just a bunch of teenagers that would come in underage. Drinking pops. And pour. And they'd all get one soda pop for a buck. Yep. And get free refills for four hours, and so everybody hated that in their territory, in their in their area. Not like we were doing much more. I mean, well, well, we I, would we would come in and buy beer and, and wings. They wouldn't charge us. Well, they stopped. They on those Sundays they didn't charge us because they'd rather have us there that they didn't have to wait on. They could just, like <laughs> bring us stuff for free. Right. So we'd rack up easily a hundred fifty dollar bill. That's interesting that our local bar was a Hooters. <laughs> After we moved away, we never went there ever no. again. I've never been to a Hooters, I don't think, no. since. I still like the wings, though. Honestly, no offense, BW3s, but like as far as wings go, Hooters got you beat. The, well, that Hooters had it's good wings. Very good wings. All right. Back we to Rob Van Winkle. I know. He'd probably go to Hooters. He seems like a we've Hooters now, guy. We've now over, we've outdone ourselves on the derailing of the program. That was our best. That was really good. We actually took an extra break just because of that. For derailment. Yeah, break, derailment break. 2002, then, we'll go back to that time, which is about the right time. Honestly, it's about 2002 we were doing this. This is, <laughs> this is all lining up. This is, <laughs> this is the best. This is uh, About 2002, Brian and I were sitting in a, in a Hooters, striking out with every chick there. They all acted like they liked us a lot. Yeah, everybody loves not. a friendly, uh, funny guy. No, sure. they didn't like us. That was their job. It's like they work off tips or something. <laughs> Rob's friendly. He's funny. So what do they do in 2003? He gets to appear in five episodes of Hollywood Squares. Oh really? Vanilla Ice for the block. Was that with Louis Anderson doing the uh, the hosting job? Ha! Huh, vanilla. I can't do Louis Anderson. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Robin Winkle for the block. I can't do it. So uh, he's also in three episodes of Celebrity Bull Riding Challenge. <laughs> I, I just ordered that on Amazon on DVD. It'll get there in probably about two days, right? You got the Prime. One day. Oh, the drones. Yeah. No, we ordered a um, son ordered a Xbox the other day. He saved up for an Xbox. Nice. And we ordered, uh, we went to look at them at Walmart. That's that salad boss money. 
No, we went to look at them at Walmart. Right. And I wanted to compare pricing. Right. Amazon had it cheaper. One day delivery. Dude, there's a fulfillment center about 300 yards that way you can probably get to if you and want. The, and there's another one just downriver Detroit. That's where this yeah, came from. Exactly. Yeah, that's where the uh, the UP, USPS, U, United States Postal Service tracking number was from. Was from Metro. Downriver. Just, yeah, one nice. day. Hey, man. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? It's a way of the future. So when you when the bull riding championship shows up, Rob's in Tonight? three episodes, and he's not gonna make it very far. But he tried. All right, good. He tried. January, February, two thousand and four. After he healed from his bull riding injuries, uh, Rob's back to reality TV. He's on the Surreal Life, which is kind of like a real world with B list celebrities. They put them in a house and let them live together and film it. Yeah. Rob trashes the set because he's voted off early. And, and he wrecked everything? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was premeditated? Uh, I don't know. We're talking about it, right? I mean, just like, hey, when you get voted off, Rob, when you get voted off, just wreck, just wreck some flip stuff. Flip over to that table and that one, but not this one because that's where the microphones are. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm looking at my porch cam. It's a bee. There's a bee flying around it. Put it up to the mic. Let him hear it. You can hear right. it. Hold on. I got to rewind. This is what's happening at Ben's house right now There's while he's down here in the podcast studio. Because this is radio gold right now. This is radio for one. All right, enough of the B. <laughs> Can we put this on the socials? The picture of the B flying around? Do a screen capture, sure. All right, go ahead. Speaking of wildlife, November 2004. Right, <laughs> you always do this. Somehow you, you try to like... Bring it right. Speaking of wildlife. Rob's pet Wallaroo, Bucky, and his goat Poncho escape. His goat? Yeah, he had a goat and a Wallaroo. What's, hold on, what's a Wallaroo? About 6'5". <laughs> 200 pounds. I'm sorry. Uh, a Wallaroo is, no, they're actually smaller than that. A Wallaroo is a cross between a wallaby and a kangaroo. So it's kind of like a medium, a miniature kangaroo. Put my kangaroo down, boy. Put Sport. me Sport, put me Tiny wall- kangaroo down. Take sport. my wallaroo down. Yeah, right. Take my cockatoo too, sport. Take my cockatoo too. You take a cockatoo, Ben? I, that guy wanted to look for some cockatoos, <laughs> didn't he? He did. Little cockatoos. He found some baby cockatoos. He found hey. a baby cockatoo. I'm looking for some baby cockatoos. If anybody knows where some baby cockatoos can be found and delivered to my house. Well, the people of Port St. Lucia, Florida are like, what the hell is a wallaroo and a, and a goat doing walking around the streets? I don't know, Brian. What is a wallaroo and a goat <laughs> doing walking around the streets? They escaped from Rob Van Winkle's house, dude. So the animals wandered the streets for about a week. Oh, they're... It's, it's a pack of weird animals. <laughs> this strange uh, after-school special of animals wandering the streets now, and the local children have befriended them. Uh, they get recaptured. Rob gets a fine for 220 bucks because he's got expired animal tags. I guess they didn't. What's that dog finding site? Um, finding Louie. Finding, help Louie. Help Louie. Yep. They didn't have it back then on Not Facebook. Then. Nope. August 2nd, 2005, Rob releases his fifth studio album, Platinum Underground. Let me guess. It included the song Ninja Rap 2, which had nothing to do with Ninja Rap 1. That's not what I was going to guess, but go ahead. Well, how do you think the reviews liked it, Ben? That's how I was going to guess. It received mainly negative reviews. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes, they were getting it. Uh, he stays in the fight, though. So 2007, Rob goes back to reality TV again. Uh, the re- Surreal Life has a spinoff. It's called the Surreal Life Fame Games. And... Uh, Rob's voted off early and trashes the set. 
again. It's this thing, man. That's <laughs> what I do. So you want me to come in, get voted off week one, and like flip over a couch or something? Yeah, All I right, got a deal. house to renovate and yeah. a wave runner to run around on. <laughs> and a wallaroo apparently fine. Where is my wallaroo? Bucky! Bucky. So September 2007, uh, wallaroo's safe. The goat's good. Rob's going to court for driving with an expired license. Hmm. Now, while waiting for his court date, Rob gets pulled over, going 75 and a 45. That's, and, a, that's a big, that's a lot. Well, he's also violating the HOV lane, and he had illegally tinted windows. In the oh, five, he's in, in a car. Yeah, he's in the car in the 5.0, doing 70. How did you think he was doing 75 and a 45, running? No, he, well, I, on a mice, but motorcycle. Riding a wallaroo? But now I'm assuming his ragtop was down. And why was it down, Brian? <laughs> I can't even do it, dude. I can't. <laughs> So the something can flow. So his hair can flow. That's right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. April 10, 2008, Rob's arrested for punching and kicking his wife. Was she falling out of a vehicle then, too? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, she was not. He was released the next day. She said he only pushed her. It's like, you just pushed me. Uh, Rob is ordered <laughs> so to stay clumsy. away from his wife and only speak to their kids when supervised by their neighbor, Frank. Uh... Frank, we'll just leave him at Frank. Frank, how? Well, what? Do you, what? Not, <clears throat> so hold on. How do you get in a court order to have to stay away from your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, that's like that court order. I want to have a house arrest. <laughs> can I please? I get think house about arrest? that a lot. Like, I want to know what you do if you can just the minimum do, for house arrest. The I want to know a very benign, um, illegal act that I can commit, be found guilty, and then get sentenced to house arrest for like a month maybe in january no. honey i can't go out and shovel the snow no i'm not going to the grocery store sorry you have to take the kids to really sad today i have to sit here and play playstation i have to the court ordered me to do it so. is says i have i'll keep that paper i'll pin it up on the wall i'll put it in a frame well, just keep holding your ankle up be like you see this blinking light <laughs> put one of those like flea tick collars on my ankle and be like, honey, look, I ain't got a thing. It's from the courts. It's a flea tick collar. Get outside. And the government's struggling out. now. All right. House arrest. Ben wants to be in house arrest. Just for like a month or two. Well, Rob's not on house arrest, but he did do some bad things, and so you shouldn't do that. And so there you go. He's got supervision. Uh, September 2008, Rob releases a cover album. So he's doing a bunch of cover songs. He's only got one. Oh, 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 of other. Right. And other people. Like, he's covering, like, pub Public Enemy songs. He's mm -hmm. doing Cypress Hill songs, House of Pain, and some Bob Marley. Oh, that's neat. I like this idea. Yeah. How to get reviewed by Entertainment Weekly, Brian. I love it, because you're doing the same thing to me. It says, reviews, you ask? <laughs> IGN reviewer Spence D said, it was an embarrassing endeavor. Oh, this is now IGN days. Yes. 2008. So I, IGN's taken over from Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> Correct. They've uh, taken the Rob bashing now, and they, they're the ones who they got the squashed the ice. They crushed the ice. February 2009, Rob starts doing shows again with MC Hammer. Who's at the top of his game at this point. Well, Hammer Pants and Ice features 24 dancers and has a full choir. Well, MC Hammer became a like a reverend or a preacher or something. That's where the choir came from. I was sitting here trying to figure out. I was right, like I wrote a full choir. I'm like, why would Vanilla and Ice they all need had a full big choir? gold robes? I think MC Hammer pants. It's called Hammer Pants and Ice. <laughs> That's just you, don't hurt hey, them. It worked one time. Let's do it again. Okay. People will surely pay for this again. All right. 
2009, Rob starts filming the Vanilla Ice Project for the DIY Network. That's the house one. Tell people what this is about. Well, he would go flip houses, basically, right? In Florida. In whatever. Palm Beach. I don't care if it was. And they weren't houses, they're mansions, basically. And he was good at that. He made money on that. He did it as a side gig, so he had a bunch of money pocketed on the side, and then he was like, you know what, let's film it. Yeah. So he's got three seasons of uh, the Vanilla Ice Project. <clears throat> he sold the book, Vanilla Ice Project, The Real Estate Guide. Mm-hmm. He's now in Better Homes and Gardens. And- yeah, yeah, he's been around. Hey, right, he does. He does that sort of thing now, all the DIY stuff. Um, he's like, he's, he's, he's kind of like Kanye West, but without all the popularity. You know, he gets touches <laughs> in a lot of different areas. You know, he's like 50, he's got his own clothing brand, he's got his own TV show, he made money rapping, and in the movies, it just isn't as popular. He's a groundbreaker. I see. He set the tone for likes of, uh, you know, Eminem and... Uh, 2009, Rob's lawyer's been working in the background on that thing with him and his kids, so after providing evidence that conflicted with the original evidence, Rob can see his kids again. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that he couldn't see his kids. There was that was part of the thing where he got in trouble with his wife or something. Yes, he was not allowed to see his kids, and that was that whole supervised uh, visitation with Frank, the neighbor. Yes. Oh, so it wasn't just as he's got a few kids with this lady. And... He's got two. Okay. Uh, I can't remember their names. Something weird. Two weird names. K K C, but spelled like K E E S E E, and something else. Like anyway, it doesn't matter. They're kids. They're fine. Uh, show's not about the kids. It's not about the kids. June 2011, uh, Rob's in the movie That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. I think I saw that. Do you remember who he played? No, I don't remember Rob Thomas in it at all. I'm just not trying to remember Rob, Rob Van Winkle. Uh, Vanilla oh. Ice. <laughs> I'm back on my Matchbox 20. Ben is such a Matchbox 20 fan, he can't let it go. During the Vanilla what Ice episode. What would like to be a rainmaker? I'll tell that story briefly. We were coming back from Frankfurt Beach in uh, our buddy's truck. and there wasn't My enough, truck. Well, you're the buddy. But there wasn't enough room. <laughs> and Ben had too many uh, sodas to drive. So he sat in the bed of the truck. And me and Matt and Jason all squished into the front. And basically the, you had to... No, the girls were driving. Dude... That was, a, that, was a, that was a very blurry night. That was a very, but I do remember Ben in the back, still drinking, singing, wonder what it's like to be the rainmaker. Then he would whip a glass bottle up in the air, and as the truck drove away, of course, it would smash onto the highway. Uh, we were like, what is going on? Me and Jason looked at each other and hugged. We were like, we're going to die. We're going <laughs> to die tonight. I swear to God. And then Matt would be like, move your ass, because like, you know, your leg was in the way of the shifter, and so he'd shift into your crotch, and then, wonder no. what it's like to be the rainmaker. I think, I think. Like, oh, God. God. I think Tanya. I can say that right. I'll bleep it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, no, no, that's not her name. I mean, her first name, but her last name is <laughs> and Jen. <laughs> and Heather. It? No, you don't have to bleep. I'm doing things so you don't have to bleep. I'm it. bleeping all of them. You can't. You can just use first names. You can't use identifiers like first and last. I didn't use a last. Anyways, they were with us. Uh, I yeah? don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how we hung out with such hot chicks. Other than they trusted us, apparently. Because, like, none of us were going to do anything. We never did anything. <laughs> right. There was never, ever anything. This is oh. how I know women don't really like, I'm not a guy with a good sense of humor. That's some bullshit. No, so we, get, we, uh, we spent, money. when I say the day, I mean the morning, the afternoon, and the night out on the beach. Drinking Frankfurt beers. Beach, baby. Just drinking beers, having a good time. I lost my Ray-Ban sunglasses that day, and I was pretty mad about it because I was poor, and I <laughs> thought maybe they helped me get laid. 
didn't. Raven. And so then we, Scott and I were getting an ice cream cone. And I don't know, my, my keys left my truck. Is that little black truck? Bytor. Bytor. And so uh, we were like eating an ice cream cone or a sandwich or something in downtown Frankfurt. And my truck comes rolling up the road with you people in it. <laughs> and I'm just like, woo. <laughs> I threw. I don't know if I threw the ice cream cone down yep. or whatever. Picked my cooler up, jumped in the truck. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Oh, those were the 40 days. minute ride back to the cabin. Oh. <sighs> I could be getting three different. All right. Continue. We're live. Rob Thomas. <laughs> no. Uh, Rob, Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is in the movie That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. He plays an uh, exaggerated version of, of himself, Uncle Vanny, and he's got the 5.0, and they're, like, saving the day and stuff like that. They're like, wait, Uncle Vanny is Vanilla Ice? Because Andy Samberg was raised by, like, a super popular kid from the 80s. I don't know. Watch the movie That's My Boy. It was funny enough. There's a movie called daddy's home daddy's home too maybe okay yeah yeah, yeah. or 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 stepdad no what more words with um uh, mark Wahlberg. Um, Wahlberg and um the the funny dude Stepbrothers oh guy. what's his name feral yeah will, will feral yeah. and and in this other one john lithgow yes the the second the sequel or maybe it's the third one i don't know and um mel gibson come in and play like the grandfathers we are so off what? No. Oh, this ties around somehow? No. Okay. <laughs> We're not off. This is what the audience I hear. And that character that Mel Gibson plays, I feel I feel like that is like a parody of himself. Like what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Vanny. Van, Uncle Vanny. Yep. Just an exaggeration. Because that, I think, is Mel Gibson, the character that you saw in that daddy's home, too. <laughs> Just like a badass, like hates everybody, mother effer. Speaking of badass people who hate everybody and mother effers, August 2011, Rob plays at another gathering of Juggalos. Hey, it's his, it's his, it's his niche. It's he, his niche. Now, sort of on the Juggalos label, he releases his sixth studio album, What the Fuck? I feel like this might have been his second most popular album. It receives negative, <laughs> mainly <laughs> negative reviews. Even the juggalos can give can't save this him. one, huh? Oh, poor guy. Well, all right. So now we got about 2011 to 2013. In 2011, Rob gets divorced from Laura. No. Um, but during the span of time, he's doing uh, guest spots everywhere. He's lighting Christmas trees. He's launching new roller coasters at Six Flags. He's doing halftime shows at NFL games. Hey, I'll go anywhere. They provide a big pair of scissors to cut a ribbon. I will do. <laughs> right? Was that two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks? I'll take it. I'll be there. There's free champagne usually. First in in mall bait shop. I'm there. Right. I am there. He played Mark Twain in the movie The Ridiculous Six. Oh. I'm gonna watch that soon. It's not. It's so ridiculous, dude. I'm, no, I'm gonna watch. Absurd. I know it's bad. I know it's bad. Right. I'm he's he's in that though. Yes, he's All Mark right. Twain. I'm really watching. Uh, he did a halftime show for the Houston Texans, and uh, since that day in the season, they lost 14 games in a row consecutively. That's his fault. And the players blame Rob. They're like, "You did this to us, Vanilla Ice." <laughs> Ice Ice Baby, go. Just... Maybe he can bring him back, and he'll have him here play at a Lions game because he can't get worse. Well, not the Lions, no. No, yeah, let's have him play at the Lions. Maybe he can reverse it. It'll be the reverse reverse. Yeah, the yin-yang right. exactly. theory. February 2015, Rob's arrested and charged with burglary and grand theft. Jeez, he's still doing this shit in his late 40s. They were working on the job site, right, for the VIP TV show. They're redoing a thing, and day after day, they see this abandoned mansion across the street. And he's like, 
well, it was in foreclosure, but he's like, man, every day I see it, and there's just like some furniture sitting there. So it's just being filmed, and there's <laughs> bicycles being the. So there, no, it didn't make the TV show because it's across the street, so they're focused on their property. Okay. But basically, Rob steals some furniture, some bicycles, and a pool heater. He's like, that's an expensive pool heater. I know my pool heaters. I know my pool heaters. The cops get a warrant. They search uh, Rob's house. They find all the stolen items there, and uh, quote, the stolen property has since been uh, returned. Okay. May- so I he was um, recycling. Rob did not comment on the issue. The DIY network issued a statement. You want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're going to tell it to me anyway, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'd sk- I'll skip it. No, I'm just kidding. Of okay. course I want right. to hear it. DIY Network has been made aware of the situation and is currently looking into the matter. That was their first and last oh, statement. Holy statement. Uh, once Rob admitted guilt, the charges were dropped. Plea deal. Uh, he gets uh, $1,333 in a fine paid to the neighbor, and he has to do 100 hours of community service. He should have had to like be the neighbor's butler. He's my butler. Because he's my <laughs> butler. Rob's lawyer, quote, he's pretty thrilled, end quote. <laughs> About not getting more? Well, yeah, because it could have been five years in, in jail and like five hundred or $5,000 fine. So yeah, it been uh, yeah, yeah, it sounded pretty, it wasn't malicious. No, he just was like, they're leaving that sit there. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll go for that, you know. I well, think I'd like to do the, uh, ex- there's the, the people that are called explorers. They go out to abandoned buildings and urban explorers. Well, anywhere it could be an old industrial site. Um, I don't want to hang around at Chernobyl, but <laughs> you know, go go into these old like places that nobody's ever been and 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 just look around. That that fascinates me. Yeah, I've seen people do it to like in old mansions that are foreclosed. I think there's some old popular homes that are pretty run down now, or were at least, and they they went through them and just. Videotaped it, not not their wrecking stuff, no graffiti. Um, they're not break dancing, graffitiing, or or singing. Oh, they're just looking around. They're just they're not interested. part of the hip hop culture. Then they're not part of that culture. They're all just right. looking around. I, I, I that'd be fun. You sh- all you need is a nice camera phone with a black and white filter, and you got a, a Instagram page. I I'm kind of scared though. I'll go. We'll go. We'll what go. What about ghost ghosts? Oh, uh, they're there. All right. Gotta... Oh, oh, maybe. <clears throat> If we got a good ghost story, we can go on the the booze and brews. Booze and brews. Did Girls. you know every time that you yawn, a ghost sticks his dick in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Almost could get the joke out. Uh, it all comes around, baby. It's all coming around. August 2016, Rob appears on season 23 of Dancing with the Stars. What happens when I fart, Brian? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I don't want to breathe in your shit particles. I mean, what's a ghost doing then? <laughs> that's between you and the ghost. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Rob is voted out uh, very close on October 4th of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, he was on Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I just said he appeared on season 23 <clears throat> of Dancing with oh, the Stars. You know what? That was that season that when they wrote it on the TV screen, Dancing with the Stars. They had the word stars in quotations. <laughs> that's mean. Leave Vanilla alone. I'm a, I, he knows I love him. For the past three years, Rob has been one of the headliners of the worldwide tour, I Love the 90s, which I think, honestly, me and the wife are going to see this summer. I, I Who else is going to be like, on that? Dude. Uh, all of them, dude. Like, Two Live Crew and, like, MC Hammer. You, uh, <laughs> yep, you Bismarck, got what, what I need. need. Yeah. You said she's just a friend. 
And you say she's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. That's, I, we've already sung that song. I, I know. It's, it's a callback. It's still good. Right. So January 2019. They're going to make a biopic about Rob and Vanilla Ice and the Vanilla Ice story. They're making a movie. And they got Dave Franco signed on to play Ice. Let me write the review now. <laughs> it received mainly negative reviews. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And to top it off, we got a quote from Rob. Hell yeah, we got a quote from Rob. <laughs> quote, I don't know all the certain words to word it. <laughs> That's it? VIP, we out of here. I don't, what, do you, what do you want from I don't me? know all the, uh, the words to say. Rob and Wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> That that's a good. I'm a meme. rap hippopotamus. Th- My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> I think that's a good. I think that's a good uh, meme. We're gonna make. Kind of a, where's my meme generator at? I got. That's me. I can do that. No, I have a. Oh. Pro, I don't need you. I got a. You got an app. Oh, you got an app to do that. Oh, I got an app. I can do it now with um gifs. Yeah. I, you want to see? Want to see my latest one? I got a ton of gifs, Brian. You'll love these. Hold on. Let, this is not no, good podcasting. No, this is great podcasting, <laughs> dude. Do you want to put these on our podcast? We can put them on the new and improved podcast on, albums, page or the albums, social medias. Here we go, albums. But <laughs> this is awesome. I made this one. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's, uh, That's just a Stanley Nor- Roper. Norman Fell. Yeah. And that's a Norman Fell one. That's pretty good. Oh, my God. Now, see, that's controversial. I don't know if you can do that. The, the twinkle toes one? The twinkle wrist. Just just this face. Ben I love has, this Ben face. has a suite of Norman Fell gifts, everybody. Yeah. We're going to put them up on social media so you can check them out. <laughs> if you have any gifts that you've made, go to Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, crimemusic.com. My gift game's real, dude. I'm His gift saying. game is strong. Almost as strong as some of our uh, friends on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook... Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Michelle. She put a picture of you on Facebook, actually, uh, recently, holding up a keg of beer over your head. Apparently, I did that. That was a that I was a one-trick pony in the 90s, man. Standard Ben move to hold a empty keg over his head, but he doesn't no, tell people that. No, they're empty. They, they were full, weren't they? Yeah, full of bullshit. You look like you were straining pretty hard. Uh, also, on that note, feel free to go to the new redesign website, like we said. We got a new uh, monthly email thing you can sign up for. I'll send you MP3 of the intro song, so you can have that for your own collection and do stuff with it if you want. Can they use that as a ringtone? They can use it as can a ringtone. Can I use it as a ringtone? You can use it as oh, a ringtone. I have my phone on silent, though, that's, all the time. Then that's never going to ring for you. It does if I have my headphones in. Hey, um, don't we have one other thing to say? What do we have to say? Oh, I want to talk about our um that that the, the person on iTunes had. Oh, the iTunes. We did get an yeah. iTunes review, and uh, man, I hope you're still sticking with us because it said it was a little quiet and that we talked over the music too much. That was a bit ago. So as we aim for continuous improvement, uh, I hopefully we've addressed those con con uh cons issues issues pros and the cons. No, of I, it. there were a few of our old ones. You know, you thought you had it engineered and mixed right. all right and then right, you hit right. the button to download it onto the tunes or stitcher or whatever it comes across different and you know what it came across right. different and this is for all the newbie podcasters out there there's a lot of these little tweaks you got to make you never think about them um it it's came across weird and it might come across weird in your headphones compared to a bluetooth speaker right i think we're getting down we're, we're working on it guys better? i'll tell you that we are getting a little better um I was listening to the Lindsay Lohan episode in my car, and it was a little low with the road noise, but I also drive a shitty car, so 
Yeah, one day you'll move up and you can drive a (laughs) shitty minivan, Brian. Yeah, all right. Move up to the shitty minivan. Can't wait. Well, if you guys want to tell us about your shitty cars, hit us up on the social medias. Go to crimemusic.com for everything else crime and music. Uh, Pretty much we're out of here until next week. Yeah, and go out there and enjoy our new um, website. Definitely check out the website and let us know what you think. Leave a speak pipe. I forget about it now, but go ahead and leave a speak pipe if you like. And uh, share with us what you're doing out in the world. Yeah, or just say some words to a song. That's fun, too. Hey, remember that guy that played the clarinet? There was a dude who played a horn, and then the guy who recited a uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot poem. Yeah. Do something like that. That, That's my favorite part. I'm sad we didn't have a good one this week. We get a couple that we just, they're they're just like guy yelling or whatever. Leave something interesting. We want to put it on here, right? Hit us up on the Speak Pikes, everybody. And uh, until next week, like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. I know what that means now. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.